everything's coming up, Rangers. Texas sweeps the weekend series against the Seattle Mariners in absolutely dominant fashion with a couple of good old-fashioned blowouts. On today's show, we're getting into what went right for the Rangers and taking a second to stop and smell the roses. All that and more on today's show. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Thank y'all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube. Where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Today is Monday, June 5th. Your Rangers are 38 and 20, alone atop the AOS with a three and a half game lead over those pesky Houston Astros after a fantastic weekend series sweeping the Seattle Mariners. Before we get into today's show, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are to wherever you're going. Visit betterhelp.com slash MLB to get 10% off your first month. Now, the Rangers eliminated basically all doubts of is this team real with this weekend series, absolutely drubbing the Seattle Mariners in almost all three games. They won a close one on Friday night in a a very great pitchers matchup between John Gray and Luis Castillo, 2-0. And then the Rangers just opened up a can of whooping on this poor, poor rookie, Mr. Wu. Things did not go well for him or really anybody that pitched in the game for the Mariners on Saturday, 16-6, a 10-run win. And then another 10-plus run scoring outing on the Sunday game, just for good measure against a guy who I, I have now decided is my my arch enemy. This is uh, Bryce Miller, the pitcher for the Mariners. He spells his name uh, incorrectly. He is on the wrong side of my holy war in terms of Bryce's spelling their names right. He spells it with a Y. He also went to Texas A&M, and he's on the Mariners, so I feel like that is as good a reason as any uh, to make him my arch enemy. But the Rangers tagged him for seven runs. He had been one of the more exciting rookies in baseball. He was a really, really good fastball and uh, just was not was not locating, was not executing well in this one. The Rangers got to him for two runs in the first inning and then five in the third and dropped another five spot uh, on a different Mariners pitcher in the sixth inning just for good measure. And Nathan Eovaldi was cruising this one. But the offense, the offense finally got back and fully healthy as Ezekiel Duran and Mitch Garver were activated off the IL this weekend for the Saturday game where the Rangers dropped 16 runs. And I think that's the best version of this Rangers offense with Ezekiel Duran in left field and uh, Jonah Heim behind the plate and then Mitch Garver at DH and everybody else in their usual spots. But the 16 runs in that first game with that exact lineup made me think, oh, yeah, I was that's absolutely right in thinking this could be maybe the best Rangers offense ever. I went and looked at OPS plus for one through nine and it goes a little something like this. Simeon, 133. This is heading into Saturday's game. Seager, 161. Low, 115. Garcia, 123. Young, 135. Heim, 118. Garver, 157. Durand, 134. And Leone Tavares in the nine hole with a 120 OPS+. plus. That means literally everybody in the lineup is at least, at least 15% better than league average. And I thought, I don't think we've seen that in ever. I mean, we've seen some really great Texas Rangers offenses, and I'm not sure that this is 
the best that they've ever had, but it's definitely up there. And if they sustain this, they just might be. I mean, looking at that 2011 World Series ALCS lineup uh, for game one, I mean, they had Ian Kinsler with a 118 OPS plus uh, leading off. Then you had Josh Hamilton, Elvis, and- or Elvis Andrews, and Josh Hamilton, Michael Young, Adrian Beltre, Mike Napoli, Nelson Cruz hitting seventh, David Murphy hitting eighth, and Mitch Moreland, your first baseman, hitting ninth. Uh, that 2011 squad was pretty deep, but so far the Rangers are having a better season than that. And, you know, I, I do trust, you know, Josh Hamilton coming off his MVP season, maybe more than low as a as a three hole hitter. I will definitely take Seager as an upgrade over Elvis Andrews offensively. Um, but you know, having Adrian Beltre hitting fifth in your lineup is, is just is just stupid. It's just stupid deep. Um, but so is this Rangers lineup right now. I mean, Jonah Heim really looks back like his old self. Adolis Garcia also looks fantastic, and Corey Seager is just Corey Seager is just scorching absolutely everything this season. Just absolutely annihilating every baseball that he faces. He's barreling up eighteen point six percent of the uh, of the balls that he puts in play. Like nearly one out of five, he is putting the barrel on it and absolutely doing damage. Average exit velocity is at ninety five point five miles per hour behind only Aaron Judge. Um, he doesn't line up with the qualifiers because he doesn't have enough, enough plate appearances at this point. But I mean, all of his numbers are way up. The barrel percentage is also uh, would be leading baseball, but he's averaging a hard hit ball. Everything that comes off this guy's bat is just absolutely stung. He had 108 and a half mile an hour uh, double a line out that was 98.9 off the bat. He also had a home run that was 107.3 miles an hour off the bat that was just about as hanging of a hanging pitch as you can give him, just like that grand slam he had against Baltimore last weekend. This one was not exactly where you would want to put it to Corey Seager, but it it didn't matter because Corey Seager is is hitting everything, whether it's, you know, a meatball down the heart of the plate or whether it's a good pitch, he is fouling things off. He is just absolutely crushing every single baseball. And and so is his old... And so Marcus Simeon, who is, you know, an MVP caliber player, both of these guys in the middle of your lineup or at the top of your lineup in the middle of the infield are MVP caliber guys. And I think they're both, if they stay healthy for the rest of the season, I think they're both going to get some MVP votes. Um, maybe a whole lot of them, maybe, maybe most of them in terms of uh, either of these guys with the seasons that they're both having, but like just one through nine of this healthy lineup is absolutely un real everything is going the rangers way they're catching a, a lot of break but they're still like not even that lucky i, I was trying to figure out and talking with uh, uh in my rangers one of my rangers group chats about like all right what what percentile outcome is this for the rangers because it's not everything has gone perfectly right like 100 percentile like there's there's no way that we could imagine this being like absolutely perfect i mean the rangers still have a worse record than their pythagorean record like it is still as of sunday before baseball reference has uh, updated it they had a pythagorean record of 41 and 16 and a 37 and 20 record actual record so i mean because they are bludgeoning these teams so badly and they have lost a lot of close games or a decent amount of close games due to the bullpens you know pretty bad struggles to be quite honest um th- this team still has room to get 
better, even though they're the second best in baseball record-wise right now. I think, honestly, they're just straight up the best team in baseball right now. That's how much I believe in this squad. It's been only a couple of months, and we're just over a third of the way into the season, but I have seen enough. I think this team is going to win the AL West. I think this team is deep enough, talented enough, and with Bruce Bochy at the helm, I just trust where this team is going. There's just some level of trust that I, I can't really explain exactly what it is, but it just makes me feel, you know, like this is sustainable. If if it was somebody else, some kind of newer manager that was at the helm, like uh, no offense to Chris Wood, but, but if, if it was Woody at the helm, I would be like, okay, this is really, really great. I don't know how much all of this is going to keep up, but you know, for right now, I, I think I think it is with the guys that the Rangers have on their team in their dugout. I mean, at running the organization in general, it's just the Rangers are in such a very, very good place right now. And it's hard to bet against almost any aspect of this team outside of uh, maybe the bullpen, which even that had a pretty decent weekend. We're going to get into that and some great starting pitching almost almost all weekend um, by the Texas Rangers. But first, this episode is sponsored by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage, look for the green little check mark, and know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million different parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when you're right, the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every day on tomorrow. Shall be talking with Grant Schiller about Jack Leiter and the progress that he's made. The Rangers take on the Cardinals this week. You can catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on Sirius XM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now the Rangers got some really nice starting pitching and some really nice performances from their batter, including Jonah Heim, who got a haircut. I feel like that is a a big story. That maybe maybe it's what's led to him having this offensive breakout season at a career high five RBIs in the route on Sunday also had his first home run since May 3rd. It had been a long time since it had been Heim time, even though in our hearts, it's all still Heim time, but starting pitching this weekend for the most part was really, really solid for the Rangers. John Gray kicked it off with a fantastic outing, yet another fantastic outing. It was, it was the May of Gray. And now it looks like it is becoming the June of John seven innings of shutout baseball, one walk, two hits, five, strikeouts the strikeout stuff were not as much there he also had a hit by batter hit by pitch um but only through uh where was it, 82 pitches and this one had a little bit a little bit of a scare the same on sunday the ranger had two injury scares that ended up hopefully being nothing i haven't seen anything come out about adoles garcia's injury on sunday but on on uh, friday night's game john gray came out after those 82 pitches Probably could have pitched in in the eighth inning, but there was a little hot spot on his finger. We know that that John Gray has struggled with blisters in his career previously, so the Rangers shut him down. Turned out to be nothing. He's okay, and I don't think he's going to miss any time or have to be pushed back or anything. It was just another great outing, and the Rangers couldn't do much against the opposing starting pitcher, Luis Castillo. Only got him for two runs, but that's all the Rangers needed with John Gray on his horse. Grant Anderson comes in in the eighth inning of a two-run game. 
His second appearance in the big leagues. He comes in in that spot, gives up just one hit and gets a strikeout. Everything else was gravy. Will Smith comes in in a two-run game in the ninth. Bing, bang, boom, gets a strikeout. Perfect inning. Job done. Close win secured. Then they come back on Saturday and absolutely blow the doors off the Mariners and their rookie Wu, who got called up from Double A. It honestly kind of felt a little rude. <laughs> it kind of felt a little bit like Cody Bradford's big league debut. Uh, Kennedy Landry was the one who pointed this out on Twitter, and as soon as she said, it, I thought, "Yep, they're kind of sending this guy to the Wolves. Here you go, called up straight from Double A, which is not the first time they've done that. He's looked pretty good in, in the minor leagues. His his fastball is, is really fast. Got a lot of movement. He's got a, a lot of uh, a lot of promise, and probably is going to have a really good career. But two innings, six earned runs against this Rangers lineup is just—it's a rough way to make your major league debut, especially since that was the first day that the Rangers had that fully healthy lineup all in there together. Like that's just—that's rough. That's a rough way to make your debut. But hey, welcome to the big leagues, kid. There are no easy outings, and the Rangers also tagged Chris Flexen for five runs. They got Saucedo for four runs, um, and even got Mike Ford, who was position player pitching in the eighth inning for one run because Mitch Garver came back and had a home run. Literally everything was working for the Rangers offense in that one, except the only thing that wasn't working for the Rangers was Andrew Heaney. Andrew Heaney had a really rough outing, and I was really frustrated with this outing by him. He did get five strikeouts in this one, lots of swing and misses um, in just three innings of work. I believe he was at somewhere in the neighborhood. Yeah, 18 swings and misses, but he only went three innings, and the Rangers were spotting him a whole lot of runs, and the thing that bothered me the most about this outing was the walks. Four walks in three innings of work is just, it's not good. It is not what you're looking for, especially when you are spotted six runs in the first two innings. You go out there, you attack, you go get outs. And he was not able to do that. He did not just completely crushed the soul of these Seattle Mariners. That's what you need to do. This is a Mariners offense that had been really, really struggling. And, um, you know, when you got that lead, you freaking go at it. That's what you do. John Gray was able to go at it in a uh, pitcher's duel when there was not a whole lot of run support being being dropped his way. Nathan Ivaldi did do that in when he was spotted quite a bit of support on Sunday. He went six innings of shutout ball. He's been absolutely incredible as well. But this is a really frustrating outing for Heaney, but it was a good outing for almost everybody in the pen outside of John King. Kind of a rough inning outing uh, weekend for John King. But Josh Spores comes in there, gets two perfect innings, gets a couple of strikeouts in a big, big situation. I believe he came in um, in the middle of an inning when Heaney had... Um, gotten himself into a bit of a jam. I believe it was a bases loaded, no outs jam, which the Rangers starting pitchers had done a good job of getting out of uh, in recent in recent scenario recent recent weeks. I think that we saw one in Oakland where Andrew Heaney got himself out of that and really started to cruise after that in a Sunday game a couple of weeks ago at the end of that road trip. Then we saw John Gray do it against his former team in the Rockies. We also saw Nathan Eovaldi do it against the Tigers, and I think I think that uh, Heaney did it again in. A different in his last start before this one, but still wasn't able to get it out of this one. Jose Leclerc comes in for a couple of scoreless innings without a walk and with four strikeouts. That is a big, big deal. Then Cole Reagans comes in and looks just absolutely disgusting out of the pen. One inning of perfect uh, pitching, sick or two strikeouts, and the velocity was up 
even I think the highest that we've seen it from him at this point in his career. 98.7 was is is a radio station and also the fastest pitch that he threw in this one. The fastest pitch that anybody threw in that game looked fantastic. And I have been saying this for a couple weeks now. I thought they were misusing Cole Reagans, either giving him these garbage garbage innings and making him kind of eat it there and not using him in high leverage situations. This is not necessary. This is not at all a high leverage situation, but we've seen him come in in some big spots and have good moments like that game against Baltimore on Sunday. I know that the run was technically charged to him. That was more on Josh Spores, who also looked really good. And I think I think I'm starting to come around on Josh Spores as a more consistent option out of the pen in high leverage spots. I didn't realize that his whiff rate and his strikeout rate were both in the top 10% of baseball. That That is um, some really good stuff. A lot of his expected numbers look way better than his actual numbers do. And we all know that the stuff is really good. The thing that has been burning him as of late has been him missing his spots with two strikes, even in 0-2 counts in that game that the Rangers blew in the, in the series finale against Atlanta. That is why he got burned very badly in a couple of different 0-2 counts. He left a pitch just right over the heart of the plate, and you cannot miss like that in 0-2 counts. But he did a much better job of that coming in in that big outing and uh, saving a little bit of more damage from Andrew Heaney. And the Rangers ended up going out to completely blow out the Mariners later on and ended up being a, a big deal. And him coming in in the fourth inning and going two innings was really, really big deal. So this Rangers bullpen is starting to look a little bit more right and getting again grant anderson coming out in that high leverage spot in friday is just i really it's easy to forget because the two blowout games were so much fun to watch and i admittedly almost forgot about that friday game but that was a close hard-fought win and a game the rangers haven't done a whole lot of winning um in those types of games especially against the mariners the last couple years rangers are five and one against the mariners now pushing them down to fourth place they've stayed in fourth place in the aos but now with a sub 500 record 29 and 30 after getting swept in brutal fashion by this Rangers team. But there is one more pitching performance that I wanted to talk about, and it is, of course, Nate the Great Eovaldi. Six shutout innings, just one hit. Uh, I believe he also had one hit by pitch as well that Caballero kind of looked like he leaned into it a little bit with his elbow. Seven strikeouts, no walks. His ERA on the season is down to 224, which last I checked was sixth in all of Major League Baseball. I'm not sure if he's still leading in innings pitched, but still, this season is just absolutely incredible. John Gray, after his great outing, his ERA for the season is down to somewhere around two and a half. Yeah, 2.51. The Rangers have two starting pitchers uh, with ERAs around two five they have three with sub actually four with sub three eras including dane dunning jacob grom who congratulations to the grom family i believe maybe this as this is coming out or right around now is when they are having their third kid hopefully we'll see jacob grom back on the hill sometime soon but with nathan Ivaldi and john gray and um and dane dunning all just absolutely dominating everybody that they face i mean the rangers are the best team in baseball I think right now and they don't even really need DeGrom at this point they're gonna need him in the playoffs for for sure there's there's no version of the team that's better without Jacob DeGrom but in terms of the overall long-term vision that's that's kind of the move right now and it might end up being the move for the duration of this contract but it is looking like a valuable move whenever DeGrom does get out there and absolutely dominates like we have seen from him in literally every start with his Rangers tenure. Coming up, we're going to take a moment to just take in the flowers and appreciate the greatness of this team. 
But first, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. But when you spend all that time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin or even burned out. Therapy can help give you the tools to find a more balanced life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking about starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. Shout out to the everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every day. On Wednesday, I will unveil my first round of uh, all-star bouting because it seems like this Rangers team is going to have quite a few on there. Um, the Rangers take on the Cardinals this week and catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, the Rangers are off to their best start in franchise history at 38-20. and 20. This podcast is off to its best history in the brief five seasons that it's been doing. And everyone's getting caught up in Rangers fever. Like my entire timeline, people who have not tweeted about baseball, group chats, friends, uh, you know, co- not colleagues because I work in sports. So that's kind of a, a, a dumb thing to say. But, um, you know, people who I have known from around my life that don't normally care that much about baseball are like, you know, have you seen this Rangers team? They're, they're pretty good. I kind of actually want to care again. And it feels like a lot like 2010. Like it really does have that same feeling as that 2010 team that kind of sucked me into baseball. I was not the diehardest of diehard fan. I was a very casual baseball fan. And for some reason, I decided in 2010, I'm going to watch every single baseball game this year, not knowing that there were 162 of them suckers. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I did. Watched every game that year. Fell in love with baseball. Josh Hamilton won the MVP. Rangers went to the World Series, striking out A-Rod. It was just a magical season and have been obsessed with baseball ever since. You know, clearly very obsessed with baseball ever since. But this is the time to bring on your bandwagon friend. This is the time for people who have not really cared about Rangers baseball in a long time. This is the time to start believing in a Texas Rangers baseball team. I know we've all been hurt many times before by this Rangers team. Or maybe you're a brand new fan and you haven't been hurt before. Well, good news. You'll definitely never be hurt. It'll be fine. Everything will be gravy. The Rangers will win the World Series and uh, everything will go your way. No, there will eventually be um, some pain. A lot a lot of pain, probably. And, you know, maybe the Rangers, maybe health doesn't go their way. Maybe they start catching some unlucky breaks. Maybe, maybe some of the, the hot starts offensively are less sustainable than we thought they would be. Or, I don't know, maybe just the Rangers just start being bad. I don't see a scenario where they just start being bad, but this is an incredible time to be a Texas Rangers fan, to be caring about the Texas Rangers baseball team. People are starting to notice that this team is good. It's not just people around the area. It's people around the nation. I mean, with this weekend series and, and, and blowing out the Mariners in the fashion that they did, keeping their hitters down was not that difficult a thing to do, I think, because their, their offense is just, it's not that great. It's really... It's really a lot of Julio Rodriguez and friends, which is what I said at the beginning of the season. I thought, hey, their offense is not that good. They are they have insane pitching depth. I mean, all of their starting pitchers, I think, are really, really talented, even you know when the Rangers are blowing them up. Like Bryce Miller, I think, is a really talented kid, and uh, he, he had an ERA of three coming into this game. Now it's over four, um, and their entire bullpen is full of guys that are just absolutely throwing 
gas and the rangers ate them up it didn't matter who was being sent out there this is maybe the best pitching staff in all of baseball i think i mean in terms of the bullpen and the starting rotation all of that combined i think this is the best pitching staff in all of baseball but the rangers destroyed them for 16 runs on saturday and then for 12 runs on sunday like this is an incredibly talented team so maybe this is this run isn't going to last forever but enjoy the crap out of it while it's here brag to your friends get them to care about baseball bring your friends who would tell you to shut up about baseball if you were one of the people who were obsessed with it talking about every game of the 2021 season or the you know 2019 season or just any of the seasons in the last five years that have not gone their way and your friends are like shut up this team isn't good i don't care about baseball now they care now they care bring them in get them hooked feed them to your obsession and form lifelong friendships i mean one of the best friends that i have uh, in my life is a guy named matt who was actually on the podcast last year when he came to uh, the first game that we ever went to at globe life field but we bonded immediately at Texas Tech over baseball. I was at this uh, this rush event for uh, the fraternity that I ended up joining uh, called Bucks, and I started talking somebody's ear off about baseball. I'm like, oh, you need to meet this guy Matt because he is also um, he also won't shut up about baseball. So maybe y'all can go bother each other with your baseball talk. And this was back in I believe it was 2015. The Rangers were very good, very much in the heat of their run, and we bonded very quickly over baseball. And that guy is one of the best friends I've had in my life. I was a groomsman his wedding whenever i get married he'll be a groomsman in my wedding like these are the types of friendships that baseball bonds and they do it on runs like this with teams like this that are fun that are the first time there are you know there were lower expectations heading into the season this is literally the best time to be a fan of of any kind of sports team when they go on this kind of run like this one it's just out of nowhere like boom overnight team goes from bad to really good really quickly and everyone kind of has a little bit of whiplash and it's all fun and getting caught up in that because you know, there will be some moments like, you know, games where the bullpen blows it yet again and you just scream and want to tear your hair out. But for the most part, like those expectations have not been there. Like I went back and listened to the podcast Grant Schiller and I did for opening day and we both predicted 85 wins. And I th- I felt like that was pretty, uh, I thought I was getting swept up in the preseason optimism, the opening day optimism that, that everybody gets swept up in. And I, I said on that podcast, hey, this ceiling on this team is really, really high if things go right. And it's looking like I was absolutely right. Just tooting my own horn, just toot freaking toot because I saw what this rotation could do. I saw how deep this lineup was. I thought at the beginning of the season that maybe this was the deepest lineup in the entire American League West. And I was laughed at. Oh no, obviously the Astros lineup is way deeper, way better. Obviously, you know, the the Mariners rotation and the Astros rotation is, is significantly better than Rangers. Well, that has not been the case so far this year. I still think their rotation, the Mariners rotation is probably a little bit better than the Rangers at, at full strength. Eh, I don't know. It's really close depending on how uh, Andrew Heaney and uh, Martin Perez are going at the time, which the last couple starts for, for those guys have not, well, I guess the last start for each of those guys has not gone particularly well. Um, but still, I mean, this team is incredibly talented. This is the kind of fun run that sparks new baseball fans. And if if you are a new baseball fan, then enjoy this. It's not always going to be like this. There are going to be times where things don't go your way. There are going to be times where top prospects don't work out. It's not every year that you have uh, all these young guys in Ezekiel Duran and Josh Young and Leo Tavares all figure it out pretty much simultaneously while also the starting pitching stays mostly healthy and like some of the best first 
versions of themselves in Ivaldi and John Gray and um, even Dane Dunning as well. It, it's not all going to work out at the same time like it has in culminating in this kind of a run. That And there is still a long way to go. There is still basically a little under two-thirds of the season left to go. But this is a legitimate World Series contender. There is no caveat. There is no but this and that and squint and mm, and you know hedging your bets. No, th- this is a World Series contender, if not a World Series favorite. Like this is the best team I think in all of baseball. I think they're better than the Rays. I think the Rays are really darn good, but the Rangers are incredibly talented. Savor every bit of this run. Savor every game. I am like obsessed with every single pitch. I'm like, I got to get home and I got to make sure to like care about, you know, what happened in this, this, uh, one, one count to Josh Young in the second inning. Like I, this has like severe expectations and all of it. And, you know, it's great. It's great. And everyone is catching Rangers fear. It helps that, um, you know, there's, there's no other sports that are going on right now outside. I just like the WNBA and uh, MLS and nobody can watch MLS. And uh, well, maybe, maybe soon people will start to be able to watch the Rangers games on Bally. I'll get into that when there's a little bit more development, probably some point on later in the week. But my main message to Rangers fans, enjoy this, savor it brag about it while you can it's not always going to be like this but for right now this is the best team in baseball it is your team and it is a heck of a run so stop and smell those roses because they smell really freaking good right now thank you all so much for listening until next time don't forget to enjoy first place texas rangers baseball